Let's talk about the swine flu of 1976. Why? Because there are a lot of uncanny similarities, parallels between what the government did back then concerning the swine flu outbreak and what the government has been doing recently with the SARS-CoV-2 outbreak, including a speech that President Biden is about to give. He's poised to give even as I'm recording this. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. In 1976, Dr. David Sensor was a director of the CDC, and in January of 76, he sought the opinions of communicable disease <clears throat> experts across the country concerning the swine flu. Congress allocated $137 million for an emergency vaccine program. Uh, 25% of the United States population was vaccinated. At that point, the vaccination program was stopped because people were dying from it and being crippled. The pitch that was being made by the government back then to the public concerning what we now call the swine flu was that it was the same virus as had caused the Spanish flu of 1918 and tens of millions of Americans were going to die. But the reality is the odds that a virus is going to be the same or act the same 57 years after it appears on the scene is virtually nil. In other words, the pitch that was being made to the public was about as unscientific as you could get. So, with this pitch that tens of millions of Americans were at risk of dying just like the Spanish flu, how many people actually died from the swine flu outbreak of 1976? One. Yeah, you heard that right. One. Let's take a look at the timeline of how this all unfolded. In January of 1976, one person died, and that death was attributed to the swine flu. Whether it was actually caused by the swine flu, we'll never know. On February 13th, less than 30 days after that single death, CDC Director Sensor wrote a position paper calling for mass vaccination of the entire country. On February 19th, just six days after Sensor had written his position paper, the assistant director of the CDC held a press conference where he talked about mass vaccination for the entire U.S. public. On March 15th, less than 30 days after the CDC's press conference, then-President Gerald Ford was briefed by a <clears throat> blue-ribbon panel of experts and then went down the hall and gave a televised presentation before the entire nation saying that every single American needed to get vaccinated. 30 days later, on April 15th, Congress appropriated $137 million for an emergency vaccination program. In June, Congress, by legislation, indemnified all the makers of the swine flu vaccine. Sound familiar? In late June, J. Anthony Morris, researcher at the FDA, was terminated for insubordination because he kept telling his superiors at the FDA that the vaccines were not safe. So they fired him for insubordination, and then he went public with the evidence showing the vaccines were not safe. And based on that disclosure, a couple of the vaccine companies got out of the swine flu vaccine business. They said, no, this looks problematic. We don't want to be involved. Even with indemnification, they didn't want to be involved. 
In October, vaccinations began, and on December 16th, not quite 10 weeks into the vaccination program, there was a pause called in the vaccination effort because of the deaths and the cripplings, and the swine flu vaccination program was never restarted. I want to quickly run through that timeline again with you because there's a point to be made here. So remember, in early January, one person died. He happened to be infected at the time of his death with the swine flu virus, but there is no way to know, looking back, whether he actually died from infection by the swine flu virus. Now we get to the interesting part. Again, the timeline. February 13th, that's when Censor wrote the position paper calling for max vaccination. The population of the U.S. in 1976 was 218 million. Out of that, one person had died at the point when Censor wrote his position paper that every single American needed to get vaccinated. On February 19th, when the CDC held a press conference discussing mass vaccination, one person had died. On March 15th, when Ford heard from his the blue ribbon panel, and then he went on the nation, and he went on television before the nation, and he said every single American needed to get vaccinated. One person had died. On April 15th, when Congress appropriated $137 million for an emergency vaccination program, one person had died. In June, when Congress indemnified all of the vaccine manufacturers, one person had died. In late July, when J. Anthony Morris, the FDA employee, was terminated for insubordination and then went public with the fact that the vaccine was not safe, one person had died. In October, when Americans literally started lining up to get the vaccine, one person had died. And on December 16th, when they <clears throat> paused the vaccination program and it was never reinitiated, one person had died of something that they said he died from being infected with the swine flu virus. But again, we don't really know that. But we do know that by then 23 people had died from the vaccine. The point I really want to make in sharing all of this with you is that when President Ford got up in front of the TV cameras and spoke to the nation, it had been 60 days since one single person had died, arguably, possibly, from the swine flu virus. And what did Gerald Ford know about virology or immunology or communicable disease science? Or Nothing. He just got up in front of the television cameras and he said what he was told to say. And I should add that in the entire 14-month duration of the swine flu outbreak of 1976, do you know how many people were hospitalized? You might think, okay, one guy died, but like millions were hospitalized. In the entire 14-month duration, 13 people, not 1,300 or 13,000 or 13 million, 13 people total were hospitalized with the swine flu. As I'm recording this on September 9th, 2021, just this morning, the White House press secretary said, this is pretty close to a quote, we all know that vaccinations will bring the infections to a stop. Okay, so first of all, that's a lie. And it's not just a little bit of a lie. If you're following the numbers from the nations with the very highest levels of vaccination in the world, their infections are through the roof. Vaccination is not stopping infections from spreading. Then you look at countries like Taiwan with virtually no vaccination in comparison to most other, one of the lowest in the world. 
and they're having virtually no spread of the virus. So you've got these highly vaccinated countries where cases are literally out of control. And you have countries like Taiwan with a very low vaccination rate, and the virus isn't spreading much at all. And while that comparison certainly doesn't settle any argument people may be having over vaccination, what the White House press secretary said is clearly, inarguably, 100% false. With the White House press secretary laying a blatant lie before the American people, we can be pretty certain that that's setting the tone for what Biden is going to say when he speaks to the nation. And of course, Biden, just like Ford back in 76, Biden doesn't know anything about virology, immunology, uh, communicable disease science, or any of those topics. And just like Ford got up in front of the nation and said what those guys over there, yeah, those ones we call the experts, whatever they tell him to say, he's going to say. And we already know that most of it probably is going to be a lie because of what the White House press secretary put out today. And of course, what Ford said was complete nonsense. When presidents get up in front of the American people and just regurgitate what a bunch of yahoos in the other room told them to say, yeah, it's never good. Yet Ford did it in 76, and Biden is doing it in 21. With the White House making such inane false statements, you can see that the White House is not following the science, the White House is following the money. I said there were parallels between 1976 and 2021, but here's something that is entirely different. When J. Anthony Morris, the FDA researcher, was fired from the FDA and went public, the media actually interviewed him, ran stories, and put his story, what he was saying, on television. Now, in 2021, if somebody just like J. Anthony Morris were to get fired and were to go public, the media would 100% ignore him and social media platforms would censor him and completely eradicate his message from social media platforms. So in 1976, the truth could get out. In 2021, not so much. It's a lot harder for the truth to get to the American people because the establishment is silencing those speaking truth. As you're preparing to receive President Biden's speech and what will almost certainly be a series of falsehoods, which will not be checked by the dominant media, I would like to remind you that the current death toll from SARS-CoV-2 in the United States is 0.18 of 1%. In other words, it's not even, not even, 2 tenths of 1%. By the prior definition of the World Health Organization for pandemic, SARS-CoV-2 wouldn't even be a pandemic. Over the last few months, I have done a series of presentations on SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, and the vaccines. So rather than listen to a politician who has zero knowledge about the subject matter he's going to speak upon, I would like to encourage you to go to my podcast or go to my YouTube and get true facts, real meaningful science about the, the, the core fundamentals of SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, and the vaccines. If you're seeing me for the first time in video format, it's almost certainly on YouTube. You can just click on the channel, and then you'll see on the thumbnails in little letters it will say uh, the third installment, the fourth installment, the fifth installment of the series. I encourage you to watch as many as you can find the time to watch. If you prefer a podcast, down in the show notes, I'll put the link where you can sign up for the podcast. Also, 
I know people are busy, so if you don't have the time to watch each and every of the installment, I think there's nine installments up as of this moment. If you don't have the time to watch all nine of them, I want to encourage you to watch one in particular that is particularly meaningful about the vaccines. I'll include the link to that down in the notes. This isn't my usual type of facts, data, and evidence presentation, but I thought it was important to get out in front of Biden's speech to make the point that whether it was Ford, who happened to be Republican in 1976, or whether it's Biden, who's a Democrat in 2021, doesn't matter. The party politics is nonsense when it comes to something like this. What's important is whether it was Ford in 76 or whether it's Biden in 21, what you're going to be hearing is political rhetoric, not following the science, but following the money. And I hope my countrymen will keep that in mind as they watch Biden's speech or read his remarks.